Here is your Radio Theater Channel weekly podcast for download. The RTC still has the very best old-time radio on the live streaming. And if it's music you love, tune in to the RTC Music Channel, where this link and many others are on our website at oldtimeradiolisten.com. Now, here's Jim. Hello and welcome to the RTC Weekly Download. I'm your host, Jim Dolan. Well, this time we have something that's more unusual than the usual fare we have, if that all makes sense to you. This is a podcast for fans of old-time movies as well as old-time radio. We're going all the way back to 1945. This is the Academy Award Show with host Bob Hope. And we'll be able to listen in on what happened all the way back there in 1945 with the movies. Hello from Hollywood. This is George Fisher speaking to you from the stage of the world-famous Grumman's Chinese Theater in Hollywood, where the presentation of the 17th Annual Academy Awards is already underway. The Blue Network of the American Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, presents this Oscar parade from Hollywood for the next hour. This is Hollywood's greatest night. The moment when the motion picture industry honors its own members for their achievements in 1944. And tonight, for the first time in the history of the Academy Awards, scenes from the nominated pictures are being shown along with scenes of the film stars and the roles that won them the nomination for the highest honor that the film industry can bestow. Motion picture commentator Buddy Twist will explain the scenes which are not easily identified over the air. Now, it is my privilege to present to you the president of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, the noted film producer, Walter Wanger. Mr. Wanger. Ladies and gentlemen, the winners of the awards in the first half of the program are now gathered backstage waiting to receive them. For this ceremony of the actual presentation, I have the honor of calling upon Bob Hope. Thank you, Thank you very much. Bob. Bob, before you give out the awards... Yes, Sir Walter. I have a presentation of my own to make. For your long and distinguished services as a member of the Academy of Arts and Sciences of our industry, I have been delegated by the Board of Governors to make you a life member. Oh, Bob. that's really... Well, are you kidding? Well, how about it? Thank you very much, Walter. A life member, huh? Every year they give me a consolation prize, isn't it? <laughs> no, but that's really wonderful. That's swell. Life membership. Now I know how Roosevelt feels. <laughs> it's a nice thought, even if you don't live that long. You know it, don't you? <laughs> anyway, I want to tell you, I'm very thrilled to be here once again, ladies and gentlemen. See what excuse they give me this time. <laughs> this is Bob Academy Award Hope. You know, hope, what you all had when you came here tonight. 
But isn't this a great gathering tonight of stars, producers, and directors? It's really wonderful. I'm not going to introduce any celebrities. You all know who you are. <laughs> but it's a great, great crowd, and Gypsy Rose Lee is quite impressed by the crowd. She told me there were more celebrities here tonight than she could stick a shake at. <laughs> we're holding the affair at Grauman's Chinese here in Hollywood. I never knew until tonight this was a theater. For years, I thought it was where Daryl Zanuck had his laundry done. <laughs> It's informal dress here tonight In fact, they only have to send Crosby home twice <laughs> Finally got shoes on him <laughs> Yes, sir, and there's one lovely star here Wearing a beautiful dress with no back and no shoulder straps <laughs> I couldn't figure it out either <laughs> But this is quite an occasion I don't know if everybody's nervous or not But there'll be a short intermission While the ushers sweep the fingernails out of the aisle <laughs> And it's very easy to look around the audience and pick out who the contenders are. They're the ones that look like they're listening for their draft numbers. <laughs> it's a great night, one of our really nervous nights here in Hollywood, and of course there was a usual scream of frame-up politics, but nobody paid any attention to me. <laughs> Price and Waterhouse are the firm which tabulates the votes for these awards, and I can vouch for their honesty and integrity. I got my check back this morning <laughs> Price and Waterhouse I made a slip there The California Chamber of Commerce Asked me to refer to them As Price and Sunport I'm very sorry <laughs> And we've had a little labor trouble <laughs> It's right there I said it <laughs> We had a little labor trouble Here in Hollywood this week And it was quite a sight Watching men walk out of Warner's And galloping out of Republic When John L. Lewis heard about it He arched his eyebrows And four pickets And an ultimatum fell off <laughs> I wish that gag had fallen out of my mouth before <laughs> But it was a wonderful sight Watching all the studio heads Looking out of their windows at the pickets And singing Don't fence me in <laughs> And now ladies and gentlemen We'll present the Oscars Will Basil Rathbone kindly step forward And lead the sneering <laughs> For the benefit of the air audience, earlier this evening, some of the winners were already announced, and I'd like to present the awards in these classifications. For one real short subject, the winner is Who's Who in Animal Land, Paramount, Jerry Fairbanks. You're Mr. Fairbanks, right here. Hello, folks. Awful glad to be here. Thank you, Mr. Fairbanks. Just take your stuff, and there you are. Congratulations. For two real short subjects, the winner, I Won't Play Warner Brothers, Gordon Hollingshead, right here. You've been here before, Gordon. Yes, sir. There you are. Thank you. For short subject cartoons, Crosby's getting our award in this classification. He's turned out plenty of short subjects. I <laughs> am. The winner is Mouse Trouble, Metro Goldwyn Mayor Frederick Quims Quimby. Frederick Quimby. Come on, Frederick. How are you? Glad to see you. For Mouse Trouble, huh? <laughs> For Si I wonder why he took a good look at me. 
for scientific or technical achievements to Stephen Dunn and Wallace Wolf. Stephen Dunn and Wallace Wolf. You did it together, huh, fellas? <laughs> for best achievements in film editing. That's wonderful, a film editor. That's a guy who takes a tree grows in Brooklyn and prunes it down to a dead bush in Pomona. <laughs> a statuette to Barbara McLean for Wilson. Just taking these uh, Oscars and saying thank you for best achievements in sound recording. And right here, somebody should say a nice word for the guy who did the job for Sinatra. Imagine that. I mean it. Doing a recording of a voice when you can't even see the body. Isn't that wonderful? Statuette <laughs> to E.H. Hansen for Wilson. Mr. Hansen. For best achievements and special effects, the winner, Arnold Gillespie, will accept for 30 seconds over Tokyo. That's good. Speak right up, Mr. Blue Network, you know. Very kindly. Fine, Mr. Gillespie. Fine. <laughs> you can make a fortune here tonight selling silver polish, you know. For best scoring of a musical picture to Morris Stoloff and Carmen Dragon for Cover Girl. Right here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sean Lee. For best music... Where are we now? I'm lost. For best music score of a dramatic or comedy picture to Max Steiner for Since You Went Away. Max Steiner. <laughs> Max Steiner standard. Thank you very much. For best achievements in art direction on black and white film to Cedric Gibbons and William Ferrari for Gaslight. Right here. Very happy to have you. Uh, how about Ferrari? Ferrari? Uh, well, who, what is this fella doing here? <laughs> Just a second. Don't leave with that loot before this. <laughs> well, you got it? Is this, are you standing in for Ferrari? Okay. For Willis. Huh? For Willis. For Willis, huh? <laughs> oh, yes. Well, where's Ferrari here? He's not here. I'll take it. Well, wait a minute. Just <laughs> Wouldn't it be wonderful if there was one left over? <laughs> Well, all right. I see. Take that up with Mr. Gibbons. Cedric Gibbons will receive for Mr. Ferrari. Thanks for Mr. Ferrari. Uh, you're sure that's all right? That's Le leave your address at the door. <laughs> you may need Jerry Geisler before the night's over. <laughs> A certificate of merit for the interior decorators of the production receiving the award for art direction. Imagine that, giving a certificate to the interior decorators. What a sneaky way to break up a picket line tonight. <laughs> the award goes to Edwin Willis. What happened? <laughs> God, he's got a sandwich board on already. <laughs> for best achievements in art direction on color films, a statuette to W.B. Enon for Wilson.
You'd like what? Mr. Little, Mr. Little too? Mr. Little. Really? There you are. Wait a minute. Oh, I see. That's a certificate of merit for the interior. Another interior decorator? Thank you. Where's he? Outside, huh? <laughs> okay. You've confused me, old boy. For distinctive achievement in documentary production short subjects. For distinctive achievement in documentary sh- production short subjects. You think that's something later? Adverbs. <laughs> and the winner were the Marines at Tarawa, accepted by General Julian C. Smith of the U.S. Marine Corps. gallant men who gave their lives to make this picture possible, I thank you. Fine, General. Thank you very much, General. That's a man who was there, helped make that film, by the way. For distinctive achievement in documentary production features... There's another one, isn't that beautiful, huh? For distinctive achievement in documentary production features... If we could get a boy and girl in there, we could sell it to Warner Brothers. <laughs> the winner, the fighting lady. Mr. DeRochemont will accept for 20th Century Fox. The fighting lady. Congratulations. Thank you. Right Thank you very much on behalf of everyone connected with the production of The Fighting Lady. It was a proud privilege to make this film from the marvelously exciting material provided by the Navy. I know that I speak for all hands concerned when I propose that this award properly should be presented to the Navy itself. The Honorable Artemis L. Gates, Assistant Secretary of the Navy for Air, and Admiral DeWitt Clinton Ramsey, the chief of the Bureau of Aeronautics, are on the West Coast inspecting naval installations and are here tonight as a guest of the Academy. I suggest that they come up on the stage and accept the award for the United States Navy. Admiral Ramsey and I thank you, Mr. DeRochemont. The Navy is appreciative of this recognition of the achievements of the greatest naval air force in the world and is grateful to you and 20th Century Fox for a brilliant production of which our whole service is proud. Before this distinguished audience, I would like to pay my personal tribute to the actors of The Fighting Lady, her officers and men, the pilots and air crewmen whose courageous contributions to our war effort will be an everlasting inspiration to the generations of Americans to come. Admiral Ramsey, as the chief of the Bureau of Aeronautics, I give this plaque into your charge. Thank you, Mr. Gates. I could only add that the work of everyone who had a part 
and bringing the fighting lady to the screen is typical of the untiring efforts and the splendid cooperation of the entire motion picture industry. and Admiral Ramsey. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll now see on the screen the nominations for the best song of the year. Here's the film. Here's our first film on the air, the song I Couldn't Sleep a Wink Last Night. And Frank Sinatra is the singer, number one. I couldn't sleep a wink last night Because we had that silly fight I thought my heart would break The whole night through I knew that you'd be sorry And I'm sorry too Sweet Dreams, Sweetheart from Hollywood Canteen It's sung by Joan Leslie Now I know from up in arms, Dinah Shore sings it. Why I go walking round in a wonderful glow. There's a lot that I'm not conscious of. But this feeling. Charlie Song and of course Judy Garland. Ding, ding, ding went the bell. Ding, sing, sing went my heart strings from the moment I saw him I fell. I'm making believe sung by Lynn Berry. That you're in my arms. Oh, I know you're so far away. Making believe I'm talking to you Wish you could hear what I say I'll walk alone from Follow the Boys, Dinah again But send your love and your kisses to guide me from Brazil, sung by Tito Gazar. Down, down in Rio de Janeiro, lovely Rio de Janeiro, nights were made to dream. Long ago and far away, Rita Hayworth singing. I 
I dreamed a dream one day And now that dream is here beside me Long the skies were overcast But now the clouds have passed You're here at last Remember, Remember me to Carolina, Benny Fields' first motion picture Shadows and Golden Dreams, Bolita dances on ice while a song is sung. Tied with ribbons of song. Darling, what else could I ever ask for? Starry-eyed with on a star from Going My Way, and of course, Bing Crosby. Oh, would you like to swing on a star, carry moving over the yard, and be better off than you are, or would you rather be a mute? Too Much in Love, from Song of the Open Road, Jackie Moran sings it. Behind my dreams, but I'm much in love. Well, there they are, the 12 nominations. Now for the winner, here's Bob Hope at the mic. Aren't they wonderful songs, huh? And then I wrote, say, and give me. <laughs> and the winner? The winner is Swinging on a Star from Going My Way. <laughs> Johnny Burke and Jimmy Van Heusen. Johnny Burke or Jimmy Van Heusen here? To grab these plaques. Huh? How about, uh... Uh, Barney Dean in the house. <laughs> Joe System. Joe System, ladies and gentlemen. Right there. That's wonderful. The boys will really get a kick out of that. Congratulations, Johnny Burke and Jimmy Van Heusen. Yes, sir. Here we go. Uh, we'll now see the clips on cinematography. Cinematographers, those are the cameramen. Most wonderful people in the business. I call them cinematic red caps. They've taken care of plenty of bags for me. The film, gentlemen. <laughs> the work of the writer, the director, the producer, and the actor is brought to the screen by the cinematographer. In Without this case, the cinematographer was nominated. You would now be watching this. It's a blank screen. The nominations for the award in black and white cinematography. Scenes as selected by the nominees themselves are being shown as the names are being announced. Sites. For Dragon Seed, Sidney Wagner. For Gaslight, 
Joseph Ruttenberg. For Going My Way, Lionel Linden. For Laura, Joseph Lachelle. For Lifeboat, Glenn McWilliams. For Since You Went Away, Stanley Cortez. And Lee Garms. 30 seconds over Tokyo. Robert Surtees. And Harold Rossen. For the uninvited, Charles Lang. The White Cliffs of Dover, George Holsey. The nominations for the award in color cinematography. For Cover Girl, Rudy Mate and Alan M. Davies. Home in Indiana, Edward Kronjager. For Kismet, Charles Rocher. For Lady in the Dark, Ray Renahan. For Meet Me in St. Louis, George Holsey. And for Wilson, Leon Shamroy. There are the nominations all in. Down comes the microphone. Here comes Bob to the center of the stage. And the names of the four winners. Mr. Price. Four winners, is that right? For the best achievement in cinematography of a black and white production, Laura, 20th Century Fox. Joseph Michelle here for the, for the best achievement in cinematography of a color production, Wilson, 20th Century Fox. Leon Shamroy, come up, please. Here's Joseph Michelle, ladies and gentlemen, to receive his Oscar for black and white production. There you are. And congratulations very much, Joseph. Really swell. All right, fine. You can go right out there. Leon Shamroy. Anywhere. Go right off there. <laughs> Last fellow went through that. We didn't find him for three days. <laughs> what is it, a double thing? There's four, I thought. No, just two, huh? Well, you're the man that knows. You should know. <laughs> you, Mr. Price, or Mr. Waterhouse? <laughs> do you have anything to do with actually counting the votes, huh? Do you need anything? <laughs> you got gas tickets? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we come now to the writing award. An interesting award, ladies and gentlemen, as a man who writes his own stuff. <laughs> All right. All right, I do have a couple of writers. A couple of writers. We're the only show in town that uses the Legion Stadium for a script room. <laughs> and there's a rumor going around that I have three wits working for me. That's right, six writers and three wits. 
But let's take a look at the inside workings of the writing racket. Throw the film on, fellas. Watch me, then. Please watch me. Blank sheet of paper Here's on the screen. The, the writer. He is wearing the mantle of Shakespeare. It fits him loosely. Sheet of paper has one line on it. Apparently, a writer hard at work. But along come uh, the powers that be in the film industry the to change and change and change. It lacks uh, greatness. The executive producer contributes some suggestion. It has no bounce. The director has definite ideas. It doesn't move. The star. Darling, I cannot learn this stuff. We need a clever device. We need a gimmick. We need a fresh mind. We need a new writer. He and she, temporary incomplete. Revised, temporary, incomplete. The script comes out. Temporary, complete. Another script. Final, complete. Another Revised, script. Final, Another. Final, complete, with all changes. The nominations for the Academy's Award to screenwriters this year are as follows. For the best written screenplay, regardless of whether developed from published material or an original by some other writer or writers. Double Indemnity. Screenplay by Billy Wilder and Raymond Chandler. Gaslight. Screenplay by John Van Bruten, Walter Reich, and John L. Balderston. Going My Way. Screenplay by Frank Butler and Frank Cavett. Laura. Screenplay by Jade Rattler, Samuel Hoffenstein, and Betty Reinhardt. Meet Me in St. Louis. Screenplay by Irving Brecker and Fred F. Finkelhoff. For the best original screenplay, the writer or writers of the screenplay must also have been the sole author or authors of the original. Hail the Conquering Hero. Screenplay by Preston Sturgis. The Miracle of Morgan's Creek. Screenplay by Preston Sturgis. Two Girls and a Sailor. Screenplay by Richard Connell and Gladys Lehman. Wilson. Screenplay by Lamar Trafford. Wing and a Prayer. Screenplay by Jerome Cady. For the best original motion picture story. Going My Way. Original story by Leo McCarrick. A Guy Named Joe. Original story by Chandler Sprague and David Bone. Lifeboat. Original story by John Steinbeck. None Shall Escape. Original story by Alfred Neumann and Joseph Vann. The Sullivans. Original story by Edward Doherty and Jules Shermer. We pause briefly for station identification. Hugo Butler's been introduced to make the awards. Thank you. Hugo Butler, are you one of Frank Butler's boys? No. Isn't he one of the contestants? Small world. Grab it. I have Bob, don't leave me here. Oh, I want to get it. I'm very sorry. I thought you had some stuff with you. Here we have it. This is the... That's right. I forgot that I was the middleman here. You are? Well... Very happy to announce that for the best written screenplay, the winners are, for Going My Way, Frank Butler and Frank Cavett. For the best original screenplay, Wilson, 20th Century Fox, Lamar Trotty. 
Will Mr. Butler and Mr. Or Mr. Cabot come up and get their stuff, huh? And for the best original motion picture story, Going My Way, original story, Leo McCary. Yes, yes. You know, he gave me a gag. I so. hope they're not at the wrong theater. <laughs> there comes Frank. Frank Butler right there. Mr. Cabot here. Leo McCary. Come up, Leo boy. Are you receiving for uh, Frank? No. How are you? Glad to see you. How are you? How are you? Mr. Cabot, right here. There's your Oscar. Mr. Trotty, Lamar Trotty. There you are. Well, congratulations, gentlemen. Yes, sir. We'll next see scenes from the pictures nominated for Best Direction. Makes my mouth water to think I'd introduce this clip when I remembered. Let's try that again, Bob. Once more, Bob. Not enough passion, Bob. Too much passion, Bob. Tightness chain, fellas. <laughs> then it occurred to me that a great director is a rather wonderful thing. The producers, the writers, the technicians are behind every piece of film. We actors are out in front, looking mighty big, but right in the middle of the celluloid, giving it pace and mood and believableness or fantasy as the director. Let's see the samples. The film, please. For direction, first double indemnity directed by Billy Wilder, Edward G. Robinson, speaks. Why, they got ten volumes on suicide alone. Suicide by race, by color, by occupation, by sex, by seasons of the year, by time of day. Suicide, how committed? By poisons, by firearms, by drowning, by leaps. Suicide by poison, subdivided by types of poison, such as corrosive, irritant, systemic, gaseous, narcotic, alkaloid, protein, and so forth. Suicide by leaps, subdivided by leaps from high places, under the wheels of trains, under the wheels of trucks, under the feet of horses, from steamboats. But Mr. Norton, of all the cases on record, there's not one single case of suicide by leap from the rear end of a moving train. Going My Way, directed by Leo McCary. In this scene, Barry Fitzgerald is greeting his mother, whom he has not seen for many years, and whom his church co-workers have brought over from Ireland. The scene is noted for its artistry, its suspense, and its timing. walking slowly toward her. His mother comes to greet him. They meet and embrace. Laura, directed by Otto Preminger, Jean Tierney is talking to Judith Anderson. What's the matter, Laura? I guess I'm just nervous, that's all. So am I. First, and suspect Shelby. He seems to suspect me, too. So do some of my friends. You? <laughs> don't be absurd. You could never do a thing like that. And Shelby? Oh, I don't think he did it. But he's capable of it. Here is an intensely dramatic scene from the equally intense picture, 
Lifeboat. It was directed by Alfred Hitchcock. You can hear, I'm sure, the soundtrack in the background, although there is no dialogue in this particular scene. I think I can best identify it for those of you who saw Lifeboat by telling you that the scene is near the end of the picture after the German officer was taken aboard and in turn displayed a gun. A struggle followed, and the Nazi commander was thrown back into the sea. Henry Hall leans far over the side, strikes the German, and all the occupants slowly turn from the rail. Next is Wilson, directed by Henry King. The press room of the White House. Just the usual routine. He announces there's no news, then lays a paper on the desk telling him that President Wilson is to remarry. He leaves the desk. The letter is casually read, the note. Jumping! Jupiter! There are the nominations. Here comes Bob. Now for the winner. Looked like they found a place to get cigarettes or something. The award for the best direction will be presented by a young fellow who has given us some of our finest moments on the screen. Also has been one of the very willing and able workers of the Academy, the vice president of the Directors Guild, who unfortunately didn't have time to dress tonight, so he's appearing in the robe, Mr. Mervyn Leroy. For the best direction of the year, a great guy and a great director, Leo McCary, for going my way. Why don't you put skates on? <laughs> wonderful. Congratulations, Mervyn. Well, they told me to only say thank you, so thank you. Amazing. So much talent. We will now see the nominations for the best picture of the year. Some of these are getting to be old friends by now. Let, let it roll. Let's have the film. Best picture. For the best picture, this is... First is Double Indemnity by Paramount. The scene between Fred McMurray and Barbara Stanwyck. You want to knock him off, don't you? That's a horrible thing to say. What'd you think I was, anyway? The guy that walks into a good-looking dame's front parlor and says, Good afternoon, I sell accident insurance on husbands. You got one that's been around too long, one you'd like to turn into a little hard cash? Just give me a smile and I'll help you collect? Boy, what a dope you must think I am. I think you're rotten. Gaslight, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, the scene between Charles Boyer and Edward Bergman. Oh, it's... I'm afraid the pin is not very strong. No. I'll have it mended. You better not wear it until I have. You might lose it. You know, you are inclined to lose things, Paula. I am? No, I didn't realize that. Oh, just little things. Going my way, Paramount, Bing Crosby, and Barry Fitzgerald. I'm sure that the way to say what I'd like to say will occur to me after you've gone. We're separated by many years, Father O'Malley. 
which could be the reason why we haven't seen eye to eye in many instances. But though we've had many differences, we never differed in fundamentals. It was only in, in method. But that... uh, never in our hearts. Since you went away, Selznick United Artists, the scene between Jennifer Jones, Claudette Colbert. No, dear, it said he... It said he died in action at Salerno. Oh, it couldn't be. It couldn't be. It could be a mistake, couldn't it, Mother? I, I've heard that sometimes... Sometimes they get the names mixed up. No, honey, you mustn't fool yourself. That would be the worst thing of all. As hard and cruel as it is. These are the nominees for the best motion picture of the year. This is Wilson, 20th Century Fox, with Alexander Knox. The picture is a great hall in the White House. A lone figure stands in the tremendous room. In this suspenseful scene, Knox looks to Lincoln, his idol and predecessor in the White House, for guidance as he debates the obligations of the presidency. There are the five nominees. Now the winner. The award for the best picture of the year would be presented by Mr. Hal Wallace, the winner of the Thalberg Award last year. Mr. Hal Wallace. It gives me particular pleasure to announce the winner. Paramount's going my way. Hello, folks. Salam to Leo McCary. <laughs> they all line up for pictures. <laughs> Wonderful. You're so casual grabbing that stuff. <laughs> You think you were holding a ukulele, the way you? <laughs> I, I don't know. You just they watch on that side. They'll polish it for you on the way out. <laughs> That's my man, Buddy Boy. Now where are we here? Uh, this industry is the butt of a lot of jokes. Is responsible for a lot of foolishness, but it has, thank God, produced some great men. One of them was a man who, because he dreamed better pictures than had been made before his time, carried forward the standard of the industry. Better pictures, better pictures, always better pictures. He was an, an originator, a great showman, and an artist. His name was Irving Thalberg. The next award is the Irving Thalberg Award, presented by Miss Norma Shear. Carry on the ideals represented by Irving G. Thalberg is the privilege of the Academy in sponsoring this award. It is given each year for the most consistent, high quality of production achievement by an individual producer. 
based on pictures he has personally produced during the preceding year. The Board of Governors of the Academy determines the recipient of this award. I feel it is a great privilege and a great honor to present this award this year. I'm sure you can hear the envelope being opened. I know you'll all be very happy to hear that this Olberg Award goes to Mr. Darrell F. Zanuck. It is not only we of the Academy, but of the whole motion picture industry that are so deeply proud and deeply grateful to you for your moving and wonderful production of Wilson. And I give you this with my blessings and congratulations. Thank you very, very much, Norma. I'm deeply grateful. And in accepting this award, I should like to accept it for all of my fellow workers at 20th Century Fox. And more particularly, for six individuals that I worked very closely with during the year. To Lewis Milestone and Jerome Cady, who worked on the Purple Heart. To George Cuker and Moss Hart on Wing Victory. And to Henry King and Lamar Crotty on Wilson. Thank you. It was the unanimous resolution of the Academy this year to present a special award, a very special award in the field of acting to a fine and competent actress who has given us all a very unique and particular pleasure. Will Miss Margaret O'Brien come up on the stage? There she comes. There she comes. Here comes a lot of talent right here. How are you, Margaret? Glad to see you. Get around here, darling. You know those tricks. I've seen you, dear, in pictures. <laughs> Margaret? Uh, come on up here, honey. Come on up. Uh, that's it. Upstairs, fellas. That's it, because the folks can't see. Margaret, this little Oscarette goes to you as the outstanding child actress of 1944. It is a very small statuette, Margaret, for some very big performances. May it be the first of many. Thank you so much. I really don't know what to say. <laughs> she just ad living till some brilliant thing falls out. Give <laughs> me a kiss. That's all. Wonderful, darling. There you are. You might as well take that, too. You sure will. Thank you. All right, darling. Huh? What are you making? An album, fellas? What are you doing? Bob picks up Margaret huh? now. You hurry up and grow, please. Will you? Hmm? Isn't that a wonderful? What an honest little face. Makes you think of every bow you've ever stolen. Look at that. There you are, darling. Goodbye. Goodbye. Margaret. Margaret O'Brien. Come here, darling. Would you come up again, please, honey? They have some newsreels they want you to uh, whip out. Right there, Dad. Will you go off there? You're welcome, honey. Yes, sir. 
Isn't that amazing? You know, my kids are pretty... Come on. Tell us. Talk to me, boy. <laughs> I turned into a sissy. It's, uh... uh the Blue Network. Where'd you go? I'm having trouble with the PA system. Where did you go, Blue? The Blue Blue. <laughs> We come now to the nomination. Bob's dropped this script, glaring at the mic. What are they thinking, Des Moines? We come now to the nominations for the best performance by an actor in a supporting role. My relatives are giving me an Oscar for being the best supporting player. We like it down here in front, don't we? But here's the film, the best supporting player. Best supporting actor, Hume Cronum, in The Seventh Cross, number one. Name's Peter. I looked about me and I thought, Emmerich? No. Balderman? No. Holler? Went on like that all morning. I burnt myself. Don't tell Weasel. Well, I picked Fiedler. Barry Fitzgerald in Going My Way. With a degree of abstinence, it becomes me calendar. I, I get a little behind during Lent, but it, it comes out even at Christmas. <laughs> Claude Rains in a scene with Betty Davis from Mr. Skeffington. You mustn't think too harsh to my secretaries. They were very kind and understanding when I came to the office after a hard day at home. Joe! Well, what did you expect? Do you think I ever would have looked at another woman if I'd received one grain of affection from you? You wouldn't allow a dog in the house. Because you didn't need one with me around. I was petted, admired, but never loved. Clifton Webb in a scene with Dana Andrews from Laura. I strike you that you're acting very strangely. It's a wonder you don't come here like a suitor with roses and a box of candy. Drugstore candy, of course. Have you ever dreamed of Laura as your wife? By your side at the policeman's ball or in the bleachers? Or listening to the heroic story of how you got a silver shin bone from a gun battle with a gangster? Monty Woolley in a scene with Robert Walker from Since You Went Away. Do not dramatize these things. There's no need for any pretense of affection between us. You paid your courtesy call. You may drop me a line with your address. And if you have any affairs that require attention, I shall have my lawyers look after them. There are the five nominations for the Best Supporting Actor. Mr. Charles Coburn, winner of last year's award for supporting actor, will present the award. Mr. Coburn. I'll do this the hard way. <laughs> They're pretty tough, aren't they? Mr. Barry Fitzgerald. Barry Fitzgerald is marching down center aisle, up the steps, to be greeted by Bob.
Barry, if going my way had been presented last year, I wouldn't have had the pleasure and privilege of presenting you with this award this year. <laughs> but uh, it's nice for us young fellows to see you old fellows get something once in a while. <laughs> you know, in the Bible somewhere it says it's far more blessed to give than to receive. So I'm in that very happy position tonight. And if I were not Charles Coburn, I would like to be Barry Fitzgerald. Thank you very much. I'm told we're not to make speeches, so I'll give you my sincere thanks. That was Barry Fitzgerald. We come now the nominations for the best performance by an actress in a supporting role. The film, gentlemen. Best Supporting Actress. First, Ethel Barrymore in None But the Lonely Heart. This is the prison hospital deathbed scene. I'm sure you remember that. Find a nice girl to look after you. A good girl. Something steady. Nothing cheap. With a head on her shoulders. Love me, son. Jennifer Jones and Since You Went Away, her sweetheart is played by Robert Walker is on the moving train going to war. Goodbye, darling. Oh, Bill, I'll keep it. I'll keep it with me all the time. So long, Angela Lansbury in a scene with Charles Boyer from Gaslight. Who are you going to the musical with? Gentleman friends, sir. Oh, now you know, Nancy, don't you? That gentleman friends are sometimes inclined to take liberties with young ladies. Oh, no, sir. Not with me. I can take care of myself. And I want to. The fourth nomination, Aileen McMahon in Dragon Sea. So I can see it. Oh, my, my little Miss Dumpling. <laughs> oh, how firm he is of body. And his hair like black silk. He's exactly as I thought he would be. Oh, I knew you could bring him back to me. I knew, I knew. Oh, I could not have lived. Night after night, I've been holding him like this. Agnes Moorhead in the scene with Greer Garson from Mrs. Partington. He's a force. And to remain a force, he must impress society. And what is more impressive than a beautiful woman, huh? Now, what do you want Gus to do? Spend fortunes on other women? Oh, no, he couldn't do that. He's married to me. Five nominees, Ethel Barrymore, Jennifer Jones, Angela Lansbury, Elaine McMahon, and Agnes Morehead. The award will be presented by Miss Teresa Wright, a former winner of this award. Miss Teresa Wright. Teresa Wright steps from behind the curtain, takes the envelope and opens it. Award for the best performance by an actress in a supporting role, Ethel Barrymore in None But the Lonely Five. 
received by Mr. Charles Kerner of RKO. Mr. Charles Kerner of RKO receiving from Miss Ethel Barrymore. On behalf of Miss Barrymore, let's get some sincere thanks. There you are. It's an Oscar, Charles, please. Besides, she's married, I know. We now come to the nominations for the best actor of the year. And if you'll excuse me, I'm too excited to make any jokes. Go ahead, hurry up. The best actor. First, Charles Boyer in a scene with er Ingrid Bergman, Gaslight. The first nominee. It's worse than lying. You've forgotten. You've forgotten him as you forget everything. But perhaps I'm wrong to try to handle this myself. The case is one for people who know about those things. Paula, we shall have visitors. And shortly. Doctor. Two. I believe two is the required number. Bing Crosby and going my way. Bing seated at the piano and gets a big hand. Used to write a bit of it at school. Had a little band. We used to play for the school dances. O'Malley's Orioles. You know, at one time I had uh, quite a decision to make. Whether to write the nation's songs or go my way. Barry Fitzgerald and going my way, speaking to Bing, who is out of the camera's range. Talk, he congratulated me on me 45 years in St. Dominic's. He has a remarkable memory. He said it was a monument to the fact that I had built it. Cary Grant in a scene with George Caloris from None But the Lonely Heart. You know, Al. What's most of them floating around in here, eh? Big Tim. Hurry, worry, and scurry to make a bit of brass. Right? Right. Well, what's your kind, Mr. Mordenoy? Willful and deceitful. Take what you want. Right? Right. Alexander Knox and a scene from Wilson. Won't you gentlemen ever be civilized? Won't you ever learn to keep your word? Or to regard other peoples as men, women, and children of flesh and blood, and not as inferiors to be treated as you see fit, all in the name of your discredited German culture and race superiority? I wish to be thrown... We are not exactly fools. The nominees, Charles Boyer, Bing Crosby, Barry Fitzgerald, Cary Grant, Alexander Knox... The Oscar for the Best Actor of the Year will be presented by Gary Cooper, a former winner of this award. Mr. Gary Cooper. Steps out from behind the screen, gets a nice hand. Thank you. Takes the envelope, now opening it. What makes one nervous about this? The winner for the best... Acting performance in 1944 is the one and only Bing Crosby. Listen to that crowd. Then shake hands with Bob, then goes over to Gary. Where are you going? Gary, Gary! Lay that on me, Gary. They forgot the Oscar. <laughs> Gary comes back, grabs it, gives it to Bing. I thought it was backstage. Thank you very much. 
And this goes with it. That's embarrassing enough. <laughs> Thanks very much, Gary. I forgot they were still making these. Wait, Gary, 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 wait. I don't know why I should, I should get more confused than you. I, I'm not confused. I'm surprised. I'm amazed. Photographers now are shooting pictures right and left. Dozens of them down there. They're shaking hands now. This is a field day for going my way. Crosby, Fitzgerald, and anyone who had anything to do with it. Go along, Gary. Good luck. Oh, we're not allowed to make any speeches, but... Uh... You better say something, brother. Say something. haven't anything uh, to say except uh, there's a lot spoken recently and written like you rehearsed it. Written about, uh, Bob's marching back and forth. A lot uh, said about the equality of opportunity in these United States and uh, you're certainly witnessing a practical demonstration of it in me receiving this award because if Leo McCary can take a, a broken down crooner like me and take me by the hand and lead me through a picture so uh, deftly that I come up with this happy crockery here. Why, well, there's a chance for anyone. All you have to do is get Leo McCary, I guess. Now, if he can just find me a horse to win the Kentucky Derby, it'll be the greatest parlay in history. Take that down to the stable. Show the kids. Now I know how Dewey felt. I can't imagine him winning the award for the best actor. Isn't that wonderful? This is as big a surprise to me as Goldwyn lecturing at Oxford. But I expected him to do very good. He's got six votes right in his own family, you know. Here we go for the grand final attraction, the nominations for the best actress. Let's have it, the film. The best actress, first, Ingrid Bergman in a scene with Charles Boyer from Gaslight. The best performance by an actress. If it was I who took that picture down, if it was I who took it down the other times, if I do all these senseless, meaningless things, so meaningless, why should I take a picture down? Well, then I don't know what I do anymore. Claudette Colbert in a scene from Since You Went Away, the telephone scene, then she runs upstairs to tell the children that their father, whom they believe killed, is coming home. What was that? No, yes. yes. Oh, yes, mail it to me, please. Yes, Here's a scene from Mr. Skeffington, Betty Davis, lying in bed. Picks up a mirror. Do I look puffy yet? You look beautiful, Fanny. Soon I'll be all swollen and puffy and ugly. I don't want anybody to see me like that. I couldn't bear it. Greer Garson in a scene with Walter Pigeon for Mrs. Parkington. They're reviewing their life together. You know, darling, our world is growing smaller. Herbert gone. Alice married. Now Spazia's leaving us, too. 
uh, I ever leave you? Well, could you? Barbara Stanwyck in Double Indemnity. She's driving in her car. What are you doing that for? Automobile radio has just announced that the police have discovered the man she helped to kill. Barbara Stanwyck doesn't speak. Five nominees, Ingrid Bergman, Claudette Colbert, Betty Davis, Greer Garson, Barbara Stanwyck. Bob. Miss Jennifer Jones, last year's winner, will present the award for the best actress. Miss Jennifer Jones. Now the great moment, the best performance by an actress, Miss Ingrid Bergman. Congratulations, Ingrid. Your artistry has won our vote, and your graciousness has won our hearts. Hold it. Hold it. Bob says, hold it, and they start shooting pictures all over again. From all my co-workers and at my own studio, I have received so much friendship, and I've had so much encouragement. And I've never been happier in my work than here in Hollywood. And I thank you very much for my Oscar. And I, I thank you particularly because I now work in a picture with Leo McCary and Bing Crosby, and I'm afraid they wouldn't recognize me tomorrow if I didn't have an opportunity. <laughs> thank you, Miss Jennifer Jones. Ladies and gentlemen, I think it's been a grand evening, and I just want to say before we close that the idea of presenting the excerpts from the film of the nominees was the idea of that grand guy, the late Mark Sandridge. And I'm sure that he would have enjoyed this production tonight and have been proud of it. And I want to, I think the boys that presented this production, the fellows that don't want any credit, deserve a great big hand. How about that? There's so many of them, we can't. And I want to say in closing, that the world loves a happy loser. Personally, I hate myself. Bob gets a big hand as he walks off stage. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. On behalf of the Blue Network, thank you, Bob Hope, for a swell job. And don't go away, listeners. In just a moment, George Fisher will recap the awards for you. As the 17th Annual Awards of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences comes to a close... The winners with their Oscars have gone behind the closed curtains to pose for newsreel pictures, and as we sign off the air, the stage of Grauman's Chinese Theater is a beehive of activity, with award winners being congratulated by winners of previous awards, and more than 75 photographers and newsreel cameramen making pictures, and of course, all simultaneously. This, which has just transpired in Grauman's Chinese Theater, is perhaps the most intensely dramatic and colorful spectacle of Hollywood's very interesting year. And now here's Movie Land's original Hollywood commentator, George Fisher, with a brief summary of this exciting event, which we've seen here tonight. Georgie? Thank you, Bertie. 
It's been an historical night, and the Blue Network has been proud to bring you the broadcast. At the outset of the program, Bob Hope was presented with a life membership in the Academy by Walter Wanger. Then you heard short scenes from the pictures which were nominated, scenes presenting the actors and best songs and best direction and writing. Bob Hope presented the documentary award to the first winner, The Fighting Lady, produced by 20th Century Fox in the United States Navy. Then came the award for the best original song, and the winner was... Swinging on a Star from Paramount's Going My Way, written by Jimmy Van Heusen and Johnny Burke. The awards for writing went as follows. For the best written screenplay, Going My Way by Frank Butler and Frank Cavett. For the best original screenplay, Wilson by Lamar Trotti. For the best original motion picture story, Going My Way by Leo McCary. Michael Curtiz presented the Best Direction Award, which went to Leo McCary, director of Going My Way. Now Wallace presented the award to the winner of the Best Picture of the Year. This went to Paramount Studios and was accepted by Buddy DeSilver and, of course, the winning picture, Going My Way. At this point, Norma Shearer, looking very, very beautiful, presented the Irving G. Thalberg Memorial Trophy to Daryl F. Zanuck for Wilson. Later, Bob Hope presented a special award to little Margaret O'Brien. It was just an Oscarette. And as he gave it to her, he said, it's only a small little award for a very big performer. Charles Coburn, winner of the last year's Best Supporting Performance by an Actor, presented the statuette to 1944's winner, Mr. Barry Fitzgerald. As you know, Mr. Fitzgerald was up for two awards in the Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor performance in Going My Way. Charles Coburn made a very wonderful statement when he mentioned to Mr. Fitzgerald, if I were not Charles Coburn, I would like to be Barry Fitzgerald. And Teresa Wright presented the Oscar to the winner of the Best Supporting Performance by an Actress, which went to Ethel Barrymore for her performance in None But the Lonely Heart, produced by a great producer, David Hempstead. Gary Cooper presented the Oscar for the Best Performance by an Actor in 1944. Bing Crosby was the winner for his performance in Going My Way. It was great cheering when Bing came up, and he's a great guy. The Best Actress of 1944 was announced by last year's winner, Jennifer Jones. The winner in 1944 was Ingrid Bergman for her performance in Gaslight. That sums up the Academy Award winners for 1944. It was practically a clean sweep for going my way in many departments. This is George Fisher saying goodnight for myself and for Buddy Twist, motion picture commentator of the Blue Network and all of the fine stars who appeared on our program. Good night. This is the Blue Network of the American Broadcasting Company. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week with more old-time radio. I hope you can join us then. Till then, this is Jim Dolan thanking you for listening.